This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Let's talk to someone who I think understands. Well, I, I know he does. It's my main man. Emery Hunt from CBS and CBS Sports HQ. Emery, how are you, man? I'm doing fine, dear man. Appreciate you bringing me out. No, no doubt about it. Help me out here, uh, Emery. You're an educated man in many ways and many things. What I just said did it did it make a little sense? It made full sense, right? Right. If you're speaking literal about something, you're talking about a perceived fact. Like yes. It's, it is hot outside because it is 105 degrees outside. Right. And if you say, man, it's just hot out. It's, it's hot out here. You could, it all depends on the context because it really could be 79 degrees, but it may feel hot because of the humidity or whatever. You may be talking about the humidity. You know what I'm saying? Or it may be hot because you, it's 79 degrees in the summer. You just program to think like, okay, it's the summertime. I'm just hot. It's hot outside. You know, yeah. so there's a difference. You know, first to your example, and this it is rich coming from someone like me who understands this part. Uh, when you talk about home in a way, and I used to joke with people, um, they used to say this when we were when I was playing college ball. Like, man, oh, you know, they're playing at home. They could win. Like, bro, we lost all our games. It didn't matter if we was playing at home, on the road. If you can't catch at home, you won't be able to catch on the road. You know, nobody yeah. at our games anyway, so it don't really matter. But with the, the, to, um, to the caller's point, the one element I would say matters when you play at home is the comfort part because your schedule is not thrown off. However, the flip side of that is because you're playing on the road, you're kind of forced to lock in because your schedule is thrown off. So I could see both sides. Um, but, yeah, if you're talking like sometimes we take things Literally, when we should take it figuratively, and sometimes we take things figuratively when we should take them literally. Yeah, we had a caller. He called about the uh, the Baltimore Ravens, and he's like, "Oh, the the playoff situation isn't fair in a way to the Ravens." And I'm like, "Yeah, okay, you're right, but let's also call a spade a spade. The Ravens look like ass right now. So, I mean, some sometimes we got to step into reality, and the reality is, whether you are playing at home or you're playing away, when the whistle blows." You can only control what takes place in between those lines. Exactly. And and that's actually one of the things that that will take place uh, this Monday night as as you're a college football and football expert. We know, stepping away from the NFL for a minute, that we have the College Football National Championship. Speaking of a neutral site, we're going to see TCU taking on the Georgia Bulldogs. And nobody expected TCU to even be here they haven't won a championship since the 30s. Uh, they weren't even ranked to start the year. Their starting quarterback wasn't even starting the season. And then you got the Georgia Bulldogs who are looking to go 
back to back. And these were some wild games last weekend for both of these teams to to move forward. Are, are you expecting similar in this game, big scores, high scores, or should we expect some of the offense to get kind of narrowed down? I think all things can be true. We probably won't see the, the crazy back and forth that we saw from Michigan TCU, but we could see almost a second quarter that we saw from Georgia and Ohio State. But it all depends because what worked for TCU in that game against Michigan is that they got the confidence because the biggest question many people had and I had myself was whether or not that three three five stack will be able to hold up against that 13 personnel, three tight ends, double tight end set that Michigan throws out there and run the football. And if you're judging based off the first play of the game, you're like, well, this is going to happen all throughout the game. They're going to be able to run downhill against this defense because they're not built up front or within the front seven to stop the downward pressure they'll see from this run game. But TCU adjusted. They were able to, you know, make the adjustments up front to where you're throwing a lot of slants and quicks at the offensive line, which clogged them up. They couldn't get to the second level and allow those linebacks to roam free and make plays. Georgia theoretically can do the same things Michigan can do Correct. up front. We, they got guys that are big, beefy guys up front. The question will be whether or not TCU offensively can make plays, uh, perhaps banged up in the backfield, but can they make plays absent of Georgia turning the ball over? One thing we don't see is Georgia make mistakes. We saw Michigan make two crucial mistakes in that game, and if they don't make those two mistakes, they win the ball game. So that's going to be the biggest key. Where can TCU find offense or find points outside of their own offense? Emery Hunt of CBS and CBS Sports HQ is joining us. Uh, from what it sounds like, uh, like many people, you're favoring Georgia to go out there and beat TCU. Am I wrong? No, you're, you're absolutely right. I think Georgia can go out there and win the game. Most people tend to over or underestimate what Stetson Bennett brings to the table. I've been on this show before saying he should have been you know, in New York City last year. I'm glad he got the free trip this season. And Georgia, I think, got the – and here's – and this is funny how things come full circle. You know, where Georgia fell victim to last weekend is an example of home in a way mattering is because had they played that game in Athens, they probably wouldn't have oh seen God. the passing game from Ohio State that they saw. Now you put Ohio State that wants to spread the field and run routes indoors in perfect conditions, you're going to be in trouble. They don't have to worry about that with TCU. Uh, they're not built the same way, so I do think they take care of business and win. Now, you, you mentioned, and Emery Hunt is here with us of CBS Sports HQ, you mentioned Stetson Bennett. I feel like he is, uh, this is an exaggeration. I'm, I'm, I'm speaking figuratively uh, many ways tonight, Emery. He feels like an 80-year-old quarterback out there uh, on a college team. He's trying to go back-to-back. What realistically will he be doing at this time next year? Is he going to be on a practice squad? What is he going to be doing next year? It's a fascinating question, Jr. And I have a great philosophical answer and a big picture approach. If I'm Stetson Bennett, if I'm Max Duggan, if I'm JT Daniels who just signed with rights for whatever reason, if I'm DJ Uyangalale instead of going Oregon State, I'm going directly to the XFL or USFL. I'm playing pro ball against pro-level talent. I'm going to let the NFL reevaluate me from there because we all know this. 
Stetson Bennett will get poked and prodded at the combine. They'll finally realize that he is 5'11". He's 186. He, he doesn't look the part matched up against the other Anthony Richardsons or the, you know, the uh, C.J. Strouds and those guys, even though he played toe-to-toe against those guys and played really well. And we know the same thing about Max Duggan and all these other people. So why not go play against pro-level talent, make money, and then take your chance from that level hmm. to, the, you know, to the NFL? It's better than J.T. Daniels going play 25-year-old football at Rice. Like, what, how is he going to get better there? And, you know, you talk about Justin Bennett. He's playing that 25-year-old ball against Georgia. Well, of course you better look good at 25 years old against 18, 19-year-olds. So why not go challenge yourself against pro guys, pro coaches, and see how good you are and then maybe make your chance to jump into the NFL from that level. So, Emery, you believe, and we actually got the release of the XFL schedule this week. I'll be watching it in passing, and I'm sure – like most people, I'll see the highlights, et cetera. We'll start to hear some names, and you know, we'll get a couple of guys who will make their way into the league. You believe that the XFL will be an additional feeder for quote-unquote uh, tweeners, guys like Stetson Bennett? You, you think that's a, a realistic possibility for the league? If they want to sustain themselves, they should be. And I've said this before, the XFL and USFL should be going after two separate types of per- people. The XFL, I think, has the advantage because they play in February and they run through April, early April, so right before the NFL draft. Why not go after the young college players or the players in the transfer portal and therefore those guys can use those 10 games to elevate their stock and then still have a chance to get drafted out of the NFL. We saw this with, uh, I forgot the kid's name, his last name was Robinson, in the XFL of 2020 where he was with the St. Louis Battlehawks, balled out, and Trent and got drafted from the by the Panthers to the NFL. And the USFL should go after those guys that have been in the NFL for quite some time that are languishing on rosters, i.e. your Jared Stidham, your Nathan Peterman, those guys that have played maybe two, three years, but won't see anything above, you know, a QB three or wide receiver six. Go play there, play those ten games and try to jump back into a training camp after you put out good tape. You saw what that has done for Cavante Turpin. He turned the 10-game stint with the New Jersey Generals into an all-pro season and a significant part of the Dallas Cowboys' return game. That's the type of talent you go after. XFL, go after the younger talent, while the USFL go after the the young to mid-year talent, the 24, 25, 26-year-old talent. Okay. Wow. Emory Hunt, this is why you're the football expert here. You're giving me another reason to watch the XFL, I'm thinking about Stetson Bennett. And, and, and sure, you, you're thinking about what the best-case scenario would be for him. Uh, if he and, and, you know, maybe his stock doesn't change all that much, even if he wins another championship. But the possibility that you presented, I think, would certainly uh, garner him more attention than going into a training camp and just languishing and then sitting on a bench and maybe just being a glorified, uh, you know, clipboard carrier for the next several years. Let me ask you this this final question. Uh, how does TCU win? We you, you mentioned Max Duggan, and I know their running back, Yandre Miller, is busted up a little bit. Quentin Johnson is big time. How does TCU walk away with a victory in Los Angeles? They got to muck the game up. They got to bring Georgia down to their level. And, and, and by that, I mean do what you did against Michigan. 
you force Michigan to break tendencies. They got Michigan out their game on that first drive. Michigan drove down the field in a one big run. Then they got cute inside the red zone, wanted to do the Philly special. And then you get mm-hmm. down inside the red zone again, which should have been a touchdown. But then you try to run, hand the ball off to a guy that hadn't touched it no more than nine times in the season, and he fumbles the football. So if you get Georgia out of what they want to do, the best way to do that is, and it sounds easy, but you got to stop the run. You got to make this a Stetson Bennett versus. Max Duggan game. The reason why I say you got to make it a Setson Bennett game is not because Setson Bennett came winging around the yard. It's because Georgia really doesn't have those dynamic dogs out on the perimeter like they normally have. They're all tight end base. Their tight ends are legit elite. However, if you force them to make plays on the perimeter outside of the tight ends, you got a chance. And I think that's how TCU can win. If they can stop the run, force Georgia to go to their receivers instead of their tight ends, it gives themselves a punching chance, a puncher's chance against the Georgia Bulldogs. Yeah, I'm I'm with you, Emery. I think uh the Bulldogs they're gonna go they're gonna go back to back and uh Stetson Bennett is gonna have a good old time when he gets back to uh to Athens and at that point we can evaluate his next stop. Uh Emery Hunt has been joining us from CBS and, and CBS Sports HQ football game plan. Where can people follow you, your commentary, watch you on television, all the great things that you're doing, Emery? Well follow me on Twitter at FL Game Plan. Lock in on CBS Sports HQ. You'll see me there tomorrow as well. And keep it locked there. Football game plan. YouTube.com slash football game plan. I'm on my all-star game circuit now. So I'm at the College Gridiron Showcase here in Fort Worth, Texas, covering these college prospects, performing in front of these NFL, CFL, XFL, USFL scouts. And you'll see all the video content, practice highlights, interviews, all on the YouTube channel at YouTube.com slash football game plan. So you'll see that this week. The next week I'll be at the Hula Bowl and so on and so forth. So that's where you can follow me and get uh, get soaked in with this content, this draft content. It's draft season that they are. Absolutely. We're, we're going to be tapping in with you. The, uh, you're a football expert. You know everything from the, the high school level, the pro level, the, the, just uh, everything, college. And, man, you have coached. You have, you have done it all, Emery. I appreciate you, man. Thank you so much, man. I appreciate you having me on. No doubt about it. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 